Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny B. From all of us in the writing community, we just think you're amazing because you put your heart and soul into everything you talk about on this amazing show. The podcast has over 50,000 listeners every month. I love coming on your show and I love talking about it. Oh my God, I finally get to speak about it. Talk about all the things that I've been with by myself for so long. I mean, you provide that opportunity to so many of us and, you know, always are an amazing host. We chat about books, the writing process, and how literature has the power to change the world. But most of all, we have real conversations and we have a laugh. I'm feeling sick. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here and sharing the journey. Welcome to another episode of Words and Nerds, where we bring literary goodness straight to your ears. Once again, I welcome Sarah Bailey, author of The Dark Lake, Into the Night, Where the Dead Go, and The Housemate, for episode three of The Writing Diaries, where we document Sarah's journey of writing an entire manuscript from beginning of July to Christmas. We will recall the glory, the tears, hopefully more glory than tears, and we welcome you, Sarah, to bear your soul once again for the third time. It's been about three weeks since we've touched base again. Welcome, and how are you? Thank you. Yes, I'm good. Um, yes, it has been a less successful and productive couple of weeks since last time, but that's okay because I kind of I expected that was going to be the case. Mm, I think you sort of preempted that in the last interview. Like, I'm not sure how this next. So, tell me what? How many words were you at last time we spoke? I was just shy of forty thousand words mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. time we caught up and I've um, I'm just over 47,000 words so I was kind of hoping to get to 10 mm-hmm. 10,000 more 50 47 yep. is um, yeah, not that bad 47 is pretty good you're only 3,000 less than your goal I yeah, thought I thought you were going to say you're at 42,000 no no it, and it was pretty dire on um, the, the weekend just gone and I kind of leaned in and really smashed out some words on the weekend so that was good um but yeah it's been a difficult couple of weeks just because I haven't had um haven't had kind of as much clear space in the Mm -hmm. evenings around work so that's that's made it a bit difficult and then I was traveling for work last week and on the weekend and earlier this week uh and the next two weeks look pretty bad as well (laughs) August is definitely going to be a little bit of a struggle so I might have to kind of readjust my expectations for August and then kind of play catch up a little bit later on yep um but that's okay because I think that's kind of part of you know the peaks and troughs of how you manage it and I'm sort of hoping that um I can kind of maybe spend a bit of time just thinking and figuring some things out even when I'm not actually writing which would be helpful so that's how I'm making myself feel better about the lack of progress. <laughs> but honestly, not having a cop out, but don't you think that thinking is so much part of the writing process? You know, I do a lot of thinking before mm-hmm. I even put any pen to paper. Um, so maybe take advantage of that time, I guess, if you're on planes or whatever, thinking about, you know, what is it that you need to think about? Do you need to solve problems or do you need to get to the end or characters? What is it you'll be thinking about? Yeah, so I think uh, I was actually speaking to someone about this today at work. Um, just she was asking me, like, do I consciously think about my books when I'm not doing my writing work and I'm doing, you know, other kind of work or whatever? 
and I and I sort of said, oh well, I can't if I'm actually engaged in a project at work that's you know demanding a lot of my attention. Obviously, I I don't really have the ability to completely split my thoughts and <laughs> do. <laughs> I mean, I know someone said, you know, you can't actually multitask. You just do two things in badly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm sure I'm never actually managing to do two things at once. But um, I think it's it's more that, you know, that sort of um, that time everyone talks about where you're sort of doing something that doesn't require your full attention, that you can have a pretty good ability to flip into a, a train of thought and mm. figure stuff out. So I think it's that kind of dead commuting time or yep. shower time or kind of like mindlessly making dinner or lunch or something like that where you, you do have the ability to kind of do two things at, at once. So I, I kind of was thinking about this on the weekend as well. So I am definitely at a point now with about 47,000 words. So I'm probably halfway mm-hmm. ideally or close to halfway, which is good because that does feel like a, a milestone um, to hit. And that does feel like surely I'll be able to pull it all together and make this idea work. But it's definitely at a point now where I've sort of set up all of the problems. Like I've set up all of the things that are going to happen that now need to be either revealed, resolved, uh, fixed. So it's sort of all of the subplots and the main plots are laid out now. Um, and they probably still need a bit of work in terms of exactly how they're teased out and sort of how they're arranged because I think they're probably still a bit, they're almost a little bit clunky right now. Like it's sort of there's that one, there's that one, there's that one, there's that one. And it, I think it's a bit unnatural, but I probably need to just read it fresh in a few weeks' time, start to finish and get a better sense of that. Um, but in theory, all of the kind of plot points are are there and laid out. And now I just need to work out, well, A, what happens. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> really like, important part. I actually have a pretty clear handle on the subplots. Mm-hmm. They're quite clear to me. Like I know what those subplots are. I know what happens with those. And when I say subplots, like they're, they're pretty big, like they're major sort of character building things. Yeah. Um, but the actual main crime thread of the story I don't know exactly how that resolves so I, I do love need that. to work that out. yeah are you yeah, worried about that yet or you're okay you know that's this is your process or do you start to feel a bit of oh come on Sarah find out who done it I'm a I'm a bit worried about it because normally I do have more of a sense of how that that does play out so it is a bit unusual but I figure it will all sort of just work itself out in a way that hopefully feels really natural and obvious in in the end. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think, and I've sort of, you know, definitely reflected on this before, like when you are doing a crime thing, there is something, like you do need to sort of, I mean, all of them are slightly different, but you have to kind of neatly resolve some of the plots at least and have them kind of line up and make sense. So, yeah, I think I, I do need to start to work out like what I'm, writing toward next because mm-hmm. I think I've actually had a pretty good momentum so far like I've kind of known yeah, it seems like I'm, you have yeah I've sort of known the problems that I'm trying to lay out whereas I've, I, I can sense that I'm getting to a point where I'm a bit like okay now I need to work out a few other things that happen so that I can get up and sort of you know write um write at those toward those things yep. I guess yeah 
And we talked yeah. last week, I'll throw you know, last time we spoke in episode two about the danger zone. And that's sort of when you hit 50K and that's where things can fall apart. But I feel like you talking to me about all the subplots laid out and so you've got these threads that are, you know, are ahead of you. Do you think that will help you avoid the danger zone? I think it will help, but I, I've already, uh, like I've started writing a couple of chapters that are later in the book now. Yep, okay. Because I'm finding it really hard to, like, work out how they, how I stepping stone from where I'm at to where they are. Mm-hmm. That's an, That's always a sign that I'm, it, it's like I would have writer's block, but I've actually decided to just write something else later on. <laughs> so I think if I was a more linear writer, maybe I would actually be in a pretty stuck. dangerous zone right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of yeah, jump ahead a bit. I know that you've always said that you've struggled with the middle, you know, thinking that the middle's saggy or boring or not working. Is this happening to you now? Yes. Def- and I think the way that I know it's happening is that I um. Yes, definitely. I write scenes and I do fill up the scenes with stuff that I, I, I'm like, I know this is boring. Like I'm, <laughs> I think they're right. They're talking about stuff that I will edit out later. Like mm. I know I will edit this out because it's boring, but I think there's something to be said for sort of just writing out that whole scene, however it kind of feels right. And even if it is a little bit back and forth and a bit sort of padded out, you know, you can always cut it later. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So I'm not worried about it too much. Like I'm not making, I'm not sort of worrying about it as I'm doing it. But yes, I do kind of, I look back at some passages and I'm like, oh, I think a lot of that's just like filler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. You know, it's fine. Mm. But if it is characters talking talking to each other, particularly you're saying that back and forth, do you think mm. that's almost to help you see their relationship or how they communicate and maybe it's not for the reader anyway it's for you to get pushed through to the next part yeah and I think there's also it's a bit of a scene sort of grounding thing as well where you're sort of you know they're in a certain environment they're talking about a certain thing you're kind of because I don't plan particularly well like I think you're at you are actually sort of figuring out just the orientation of Mm. sort of how they are with each other how they are with what's happening and there's a couple of characters as well that I I haven't quite yet decided if they are going to be really sort of friendly or sort of enemy enemy friendly and how their relationship's going to evolve and so some of the conversations I think is actually teasing out like the the tone of how they interact with each other and how the because I really like writing dialogue and I think Sometimes dialogues, just just when you're kind of riffing almost with dialogue, you start to get a bit of a rhythm going around, oh, that's how she would talk to him or Uh he would have a bit of a cynical response to that comment and so then she can respond back in a bit of a snarky way and you kind of, it's almost ad-libbing a scene Mm. but it helps you work out not really what's happening so much as their relationship with each other. Um, So I think that's kind of a few things that are going on because I've got... um, you know, I've got a character that I obviously have written before that I know pretty well, but I have had a break from her for a while, so I'm probably also trying to re mm, kind reacquaint your eyes. Yeah, mm. yeah. And then there's a new character. There's some new and there's some old. Um, and so it's funny actually because you know they'll sort of like depending on what the scene is, I'm like, oh yeah, I know these two characters, and I kind of know like how they talk and behave with each other. And then you add someone new into the mix and 
then you have to kind of make sure the dynamics between all three of them mm-hmm. work. And I mean, I'm not, when I say all this, like I'm not sitting there really crazy thinking about it, but I think your brain is kind of quite quickly thinking through it all and making yeah. sure that like their relationship is genuine because people know what that is. But when you add someone new in, you've got to kind of make sure that the way they fit in is consistent as well. Mm. Oh, I know that particularly you know writing such a a long book you I've heard that it's best to keep you know touch points with the book as regularly as you can but with the last three weeks that you've had quite difficult with work and then another two weeks coming up that are going to be quite difficult for you um, are you going to find it hard to get back into the book or have you got a way that you can get back in without having to go back to the beginning and read through it or is that what you'll do what's the process here yeah it, it it has probably been a bit more difficult the last few weeks because I haven't um I haven't dipped in as regularly like Mm. I've had more big blocks of time like I did you know a lot of time on the week and I probably had like I don't know five or six hours where I did kind of spend a lot of that writing yeah um it doesn't it's not too bad I do do that trick where I leave a lot of paragraphs half finished and like I literally have like quite a lot (laughs) half finished I love that you'll go back and like what am I thinking (laughs) Yeah, but it's good because, like, generally, I think that's 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 good because your brain grips onto that and goes, "Oh yeah, I remember what I was like." That's the rhythm I was in, and I, that's what I was getting toward. And especially if it's in the middle of something, I never worry I'm going to forget it mm-hmm. when it's a cliffhanger because I do remember what I was kind of wanting to write. Whereas if I have this really neatly tied off chapter, then I'm like, "Okay, now how do I start the next okay, one?" Sure, yeah, yeah. You know how it's always harder to start something? Yeah, yeah. I've heard that before, that when before you shut your laptop, you start the next chapter, even if it's just a line, and you just leave it so your brain goes back and goes, okay, I've got something to do now because the blank page is just, it's horrible. (laughs) And you're looking at it going, hmm. I think it's like a writing prompt. Like it's Mm. like that trick that creators do, I think. Yeah, totally. I find that really good. Like I, if I have a few sort of half, started thoughts I really don't take long to like get mm. back into gear and kind of go so that's probably my best trick to make it feel like no matter where I've left it I can kind of quickly get in and pick it up and keep going I actually find like I'll probably sit down to write finish whatever the half started paragraph or chapter or whatever it is and then I get stuck because I'm kind of like oh, okay now I've got to start something new and I don't really yeah. know exactly what happened so it's kind of it is a good trick to kind of get into it but I mean at some point you still have to like work out what happens <laughs> <laughs> I love how you don't so, know what happens have you got no. some theories like have you got some theories but they just haven't been good enough or no not even really it's not like it's funny it's actually not like I've really thought about it very much either like I don't okay. sort of sit there and go oh that it could be that but that's a dead end mm. or that's okay it's just sort of like that's in the future yeah that's that's tomorrow's problem not even tomorrow's problem that's like october's problem yeah that will come and i think i just will sort of write to a point where suddenly Mm. i'm like oh i kind of know what i'm writing toward now that makes sense okay Um, i like that i like that not putting pressure on yourself and compartmentalizing we're both very busy people and i feel like i can't look too far in the future i get really overwhelmed so i have to compartmentalize everything and go no no i'm just going to think up to sunday and I need to do X, Y, Z up until Sunday. And then I'll think about Monday when it's Monday's problem. So is that yeah. kind of what you do with writing and life? <laughs> yeah, I think it is a bit. Um, it's probably a bit easier with with the writing bit 
I mean, I you know, you vaguely have a bit of a view of sort of what's next, but yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I definitely don't worry about not having it all mapped out. It doesn't hmm. freak me out. It's sort of more of a, um, I want it to all come together. And I feel like hopefully there's enough threads laid out that it will sort of have an obvious way of resolving itself. And, yep. and I think the trick, the, the difficult part's probably more going to be how much things do or don't link together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I think is always a bit of a thing in a crime novel. Like it's sort of a, um, you know, you, you, you don't want things to feel too much like a coincidence because people kind of, I think, find that a bit lazy. Mm-hmm. But there is obviously a lot of really good crime books link. They do link things together. Things are yeah. interconnected and interrelated. And this book in particular, there's kind of there's three crimes and then there's kind of some subplots. And I think it's just trying to work through how linked the three incidents mm-hmm. are to each other. Like are they all related? Are they not related at all? And that's actually what the police are grappling with in the story as well. They're kind of trying to work out if these three somewhat not the same type, like they're not crimes that are that similar, but they've happened around the same time. So there's the kind of big question mark around, are are they all part of the same thing? Um, And then the subplots, I I know one of the subplots absolutely links to one of the crimes. That's in my mind, that's been kind of super clear, but yeah, it's just trying to work out the interconnectedness of all of the different things. And then, um, you know, because it's a small town with police, it's like they also have, like, different connections and things. So, yeah, it is kind of messy, but uh, I definitely don't feel stressed about it yet, but there is potentially a point in time where I'll be like, okay, actually this is really <laughs> worrying me now because I don't have a solution how it's all going to well, tie we can to- get listeners to give us suggestions mm-hmm. so you can give us the outline and we can just go okay listeners give us sarah's ending <laughs> we could crowdsource the ending which is quite, quite good um that would be helpful so yeah it's a it's just a funny i mean i wouldn't even call it a process really because it's more just like i don't know trying to make it up as you go but um i mean i know a lot of people do work like this and i don't know if it's a like a trust thing that you sort of trust that you will be able to figure mm-hmm. it out mm-hmm. or if you actually just have to because like what other choice do you have like once you've written it all you sort of you'll deliberately find a way to make it work because it's better than rewriting it I don't know it's <laughs> funny, like yeah, I don't know yeah. I reckon it sounds like you're backing yourself and I like it yeah well you sort of I guess you you get to a point where and probably 50,000 words is definitely far too deep to sort of not hope and yes. back that you will do yes. it. Yes. Totally. Whereas I think like maybe twenty five thousand words. I mean, I've definitely thrown out books at twenty five thousand mm. words because you you sort of probably think, oh, I can I can pull out now and waste my like stop wasting a whole lot of time more, and it doesn't feel too depressing to throw out. Yeah. Well, it's kind of. Yeah, there's interesting kind of milestones in in your mind, I think, in terms of what you'll accept as a waste yeah. of effort. Yeah, I think so too. It's interesting though too, but when you get to fifteen thousand, yeah, sure, you can chuck that out. You know, twenty five, it might hurt a lot, but fifty, it's yeah. like, oh, come on, why did I get this far? I've got to keep pushing through. Yeah, and I still think, like, I think if you feel the idea is good, and I've always liked this idea, like the. The prem, I mean, I'm happy to tell you, like, the, the original premise was um, 
I had this idea about what if someone what if someone died in a car what if someone was injured in a car accident and then still alive at the scene so it's not a crime scene it's an accident scene so they're taken to the hospital they die on arrival so you've already then ruined the whole crime scene because it's been sort of messed up by oh, all yeah, the yeah. ambulances and everything and then the body's stolen from the morgue mm. at the hospital so and I was kind of like why if that happened why would someone steal a corpse from the hospital who would even know they were there bang what are they hiding yeah Yeah. and and were were they like a victim or Mm. are they a bad person you know it's kind of quite unclear so that that's always been the premise of this book and then I kind of threw Gemma on top of that (laughs) off we go so like I still really like this idea of who would steal a corpse who is she why was she there how does it all work blah 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 so it's kind of a mystery is it a crime is it not a crime what what is going Mm. on um, so I think when you like the idea and, you know, I come from an industry, I guess, where you just, you don't throw good ideas out, you know, yeah, you I like that mm. because they've, they're, they're hard to come by and you don't yeah. want to wait like a good thought. So I think once you do, you know, have something that you think's worthy of building a story around, you, you definitely don't want to throw it out unless you really can't make it work. And then I think once you start layering other bits and pieces onto it, you know, you're like, oh, this, like, you have to protect these things. Like, they're, you know, they're hard to find. Yeah. Um, so I do try to come back to that and kind of go, come on, like, even when it gets hard, it's going to be a lot harder with an idea that's not good. Mm, I love that, protecting the idea and making sure you run with the idea and not throwing them out. I really love that because, you know, your idea, once you have it, it's so much harder than to you know, write 90,000, 100,000 words based on that one idea. So obviously all whole lots of other ideas have to, you know, come on top of that. But, yeah, I really love that idea of your central idea, not tossing it away because you're right. You can sit there endlessly thinking of ideas, but they don't really come to you, like you said, until you're walking the dog or doing the dishes or whatever. Very glamorous life, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely, it's sort of you've got to, yeah, definitely try to come back to that thought and then mm. yes, once you've got sort of, I guess like other sub ideas arranged around that. Yep. You know, it becomes more and more like a web of sort of it's delicate still for sure. Like mm. it's like a web. You kind of nothing's necessarily as strong as you would like it, mm. but it is you know a, a web that you're sort of putting together and yep. you think you, you do kind of go oh god like it's certainly going to be easy to lean into this and make this work than to come up the with a whole nother. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's a great idea, and I'm intrigued, so I can't wait to be, you know, one of the fir- those first readers, Sarah. Um, yeah, I prom- like I promise, if I if I finish this book, I will definitely get it a copy to you early. <laughs> that would I think be very fair and like this whole So another two busy weeks ahead, traveling and work. Work always gets in the way of fun. I have the same problem. Um, so 47,000 words, what's the realistic aim for the next three weeks? Yeah, I think I think I probably need to aim to try to get to sort of 55 by the mm-hmm. next time we speak because I, I just think anything more than that is pretty unlikely. Yep. Um, but I also sort of think that if I can get to 55,000 words in the next sort of, you know, two weeks or whatever, like, that feels like I'll really be on that, like I'll be over the Up. hill. Yeah. 
yeah, you kind of start upward to, trajectory or downward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, um, I think to your point before, like I'll probably also try to give the book a bit of a read again at this point because yeah. I think I do probably need to work out and make sure that um, all of the problems I've kind of laid out are all laid out kind of in the most clear way uh, and not aren't too like stilted and sort of uh, plonked yeah. in. So I wouldn't mind doing a bit of editing and weirdly enough when I edit I actually tend to make it longer so that's because <laughs> <laughs> I kind of add stuff in more than I actually take stuff out at least in that in, like initial, initial one yeah stage yeah and then obviously at, at the end point I do kind of take stuff out um so I think that's probably part of that next couple of weeks is also just giving it a bit of a as as subjective as a review as sorry as an objective as a review as I can do yeah try and kind of do that as well um and there's also just a couple of chapters that I I know I've kind of I've written them but they were a bit there's a few bits in them that were a bit patchy or that I kind of need to go back and probably just re redo and kind of lean in a bit more and do it properly so yeah I think if I can get to 55,000 around that sort of amount and I've done some of those other things as well I think Mm -hmm. I'll feel like that's in a pretty good yeah. spot I'm still I'm not I'm still I'm probably running like I don't know 5,000 words behind where I'd really like to be mm-hmm. but I think it's probably in terms of like milestones I'm probably still kind of on track yeah and there's nothing so, you can do like you know we talked about being busy we talked about having to make work a priority at times and that's just what life is like and I think you know having this sort of writing diary or this really realistic way of looking at writing is good because you do feel guilty when you don't have time for for the writing of you know things that you say that you love and you want to achieve and yet you're like oh I haven't written at all this week and you just can't beat yourself up about it because life happens you know we have jobs we have kids we have lives outside of that believe it or not (laughs) we write you know sometimes some things have got to give and I think you've just got to embrace that and roll with that and you know it doesn't mean you won't be catching up September October November December that's right no I I mean I always knew August was um particularly and that's like you know I knew that but I kind of thought oh I don't want to wait until after August to take this seriously either yeah yeah yeah. actually a real trap is kind of going procrastinating yeah yeah so I just won't bother really getting onto this whole thing until Mm. after that because there's always going to then be sort of something Something else that's right and think now you've got 50,000 words at August Yes. You know, so imagine having no words at August. So yeah. yeah. That's true. It's sort of like you've got to bank you've got to bank it when you can. Yeah. And then once you've banked it, it's done. And even if nothing happens for sort of three weeks, let's say just it's a complete write off mm. and I just don't get to anything. Well, you're right. Like that those forty seven thousand words, they'll still be there. That's right. So yeah, I think I, I did sort of deliberately think I, I remember being like, Oh, maybe I just don't really bother with this whole thing till September. And then I was like, that is a terrible attitude because that's a whole nother two months away from progress I could be making. Mm-hmm. And then there's Christmas and then there's New Year and there's oh, there's, there's always an excuse, I reckon. Oh. I've always got plenty of excuses, but, yeah. yeah. Um, so you reckon the first 50 is harder, I mean, easier to write than the second 50? I think it's almost like the first 35,000 words are, are pretty good, like good energy behind it. It feels like a bit of a... A bit of a race sort of vibe 
I think the middle 35,000 odd words are pretty rough and like there's a lot of sloggy kind of just riding through boredom and riding through sort of whatever. And then I think the downward slopes actually mm-hmm. generally a bit easier for me because I feel like I've then normally by then I have figured out what's going on and I'm excited to be like wrapping it all up. Um, so I suspect the next few weeks, months, whatever, will be probably quite tricky. Yeah. Because it's the slog. You're busy and it's the, the 35 yeah. middle slog. Yeah. So I think, yeah, a bit, bit, bit rough the next bit. But, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think once I start to sort of uh, feel out the various subplots, I think that will bring the energy back and I'll kind of know what I'm doing, but I'll also be able to go back and rewrite those middle bits so that they feel like they've got good yep. energy around them as well. So. Yep. There'll be a bit more rewriting, I think, in terms of what I actually get down in the next few months. But that's, yeah, I mean, that's okay. I don't don't really mind rewriting bits as long as I feel like I'm confident with what I'm trying to fix. Yeah, yeah, so, sure. Yeah, I think, look, it'll be fine. But, yeah, I feel a little bit not that confident about the next couple of weeks in terms of progress, but we'll just see what happens. Yeah, well, that's all we can do. You never know what's going to happen. Um don't know what life's going to throw at you and you just have to go with those curveballs but 8,000 words in the next three weeks we're going to aim for that we'll see how we go um but yep. also you've got lots going on so we'll see um what you crack out so you've been writing you said on the weekends yeah mainly on the weekends a little bit like sometimes early in the week in the evenings it just sort of it just depends a bit yeah just fitting um, it in where it fits yeah, but, yeah, I've, I've already been away for work this week, so that was a bit of a write-off. And then I've got lots of travel, so it's going to mm-hmm. be just a, and lots of, like, not just travel time but just um, things that I've got on that I've got to do yep. uh, at night, night times and stuff outside of work as well. So, yes, it will be <laughs> a challenge. It'll be a lot. It'll just, yeah, it'll fit in. It, this will have to fit in around other stuff, so we'll see yeah. how that plays out I guess yeah and you know I'm looking forward to it obviously I hope you you do that 8,000 but it's not the end of the world if you don't because you can make it up but it'll be really interesting to see um and I think just you know and I appreciate the really honest view from you as well because like I said you often just see this beautiful book and the selfie with the book when it comes out and you know we don't really hear a lot about you know the real struggle of fitting writing in if it's not you know your full-time gig or all the other things you've got on so I think it's just a really good insight into seeing what the writing process is really like and um how we fit it around all the other things that we do yeah no I I hope it's uh helpful and yeah it is it is just the reality so Mm, yeah that's right and it'll be so interesting when this book does get published and when it's out in the world to have had these conversations and then finally hold the book like it's going to be pretty special for me too (laughs) Yeah, it, it's funny. Like, I've never done this before, obviously. So, I mean, you do it with yourself. Like, you're. Yeah. Kind of and I've never done this before either, besides Nano, but that's just a month. And, you mm. know, it's not like, you know, a whole manuscript, you know, from woe to go from July to December. So, it's a really cool process. So, you know, I appreciate the honesty as well, because every f- three weeks, it's not going to be the greatest news, or some weeks you're going to smash it. And I, I think that's just a reality of what we do. Yeah, no, no, that's that's true. No, no, thank you. Yeah, awesome. Well, I'm really excited. I'm really excited you've got to 47. I'm really excited we're going to get to 55. And I think then once you get to that sort of 70 is when you're sort of home free doing that exciting, you know, 30,000 words left. So hopefully oh. that, that will hit around September, October. <laughs> It'll be great to know uh, what happens. Who done well. it? Yeah, that'd be great to know who done it, why they did it. Um, 
But, you know, you got thinking time this day week, so it might all come to you. It'll be interesting. Actually, what will be really interesting is which episode, the idea, you'll be like, I've got it. I've yeah. figured it out. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I mean, historically, sometimes these things have just struck me in a random way. Yeah. So hopefully I'll rock up one day and go, yes, I know what's ha- I know what happens, which would be, yeah, that'd be fun. We'll see. We'll see. Well, once again, I really appreciate the time, the time you could be writing, Sarah, talking to me, um, the honesty and everything, the vulnerability you've brought to this. But, you know, I know you're going to smash it by December. We'll be having, you know, cocktails on our last episode because you've got 100,000 words. So I have no doubt I'll get the cocktails ready. Might do it in person. Imagine We could do it in person. I was just going to say we could do it in person, but at oh the very least I'll, I'll send, send you some champagne to have in, in parallel with me. So, you know, <laughs> I, I think I think it's I think that last episode in December is an in-person gig, just saying. I'll come. I'll come <laughs> or I'll yeah. come to Melbourne. Doesn't <laughs> matter. Fun. Yeah, all right, cool. Lock that, keep in. that in. Mind. Yeah. Keep that in mind. No pressure. We're so busy. We were like, yeah, we can't actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> figure it out. We'll have to prioritize. We'll be planes flying. You'll be flying to Sydney. I'll be flying to Melbourne. We'll be waving at each other as okay. we're in the air. <laughs> well, thank you yeah. again. Good luck for the next three weeks. Um, 8,000 words. Let's see how it goes. And um, thank you again. Yeah, thanks, Annie.